0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. This is Daniel Cho, Managing Director of Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine. And I'm here with Dr. George Cho, our Medical Director. And today we're continuing our series on a lifestyle medicine approach to weight management. And uh, in this episode, we're specifically going to talk about an area of weight management that we might not really think about when we think about weight loss. Uh, when we think about weight loss, we, you know, we think about maybe uh, dieting, exercise, maybe bariatric surgery. But I think few of us would think about sleep. And there's growing research right now suggesting the importance of sleep for not only preventing um, a weight gain, but also maybe even in management. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So first, uh, let's first talk about sort of the research. So what uh, what is the research right now that shows the link, potential link between sleep and excess weight? Yeah, there's... Um, there's there's some studies that are coming out that suggest that there is indeed a potential link association between uh, poor sleep and excess weight gain. Uh, so there's one study that they where they looked at sixty eight thousand nurses over sixty eight thousand nurses, and they want to see they want to ask the answer the question: Can poor sleep uh, lead to excess weight, or is there association? Mm-hmm. Right, and so. They got these nurses, and they tracked these nurses over time, and the, the findings were very interesting. One of the metrics they looked at was a gain of 33 pounds, so over time, how many nurses gained 33 pounds, and then they associated that with the level of sleep. What they noticed was that those who had 7 to 8 hours of sleep had the least risk of gaining those 33 extra pounds. If people had only 6 hours of sleep, their risk of gaining that weight was 12%. But if they had 5 or less hours of sleep, their risk actually increased to 32% Mm. of gaining 33 pounds. Then they also looked at how many of these nurses became obese. And after 16 years, um, again, uh, 7 to 8 hours of sleep, uh, those who had that amount of sleep had the lowest risk. Of becoming obese those who slept six hours had a six percent increased risk and those who had five or less hours of sleep had 15 percent increased risk of becoming obese so this is uh, an association so it is not causal however it's a it was a very large study done on a lot of people and it seems to suggest that there there could be a potential link here that poor sleep can be associated with an uh, increased risk of gaining excess weight and also becoming obese, which then obviously has huge health implications because if we're obese, the, the risk of a, a lot of different medical conditions goes up as well. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And so here in these studies you mentioned, it showed that less sleep, seems to increase your uh, risk for gaining excess weight. That's right. And the the sweet spot or the sweet time, the sweet number of hours seems to be about 7 to 8 hours. Seven to eight. And um, isn't that the typical recommendation? that People right. say uh, like around 7 to 8 hours of sleep. That's correct. And those recommendations, when you follow them, it seems like uh, there's uh, potentially you lower your risk of gaining weight. So is there maybe, a, are there any studies that show the link between too much sleep and maybe weight gain. Yeah, so there's uh, some studies that do suggest that too much sleep might not be the greatest either when it comes to to weight management. So, for instance, in a study called the Quebec Family Study, they noticed they again they tracked people's uh, change in weight over six years. What they noticed was that the uh, those who slept seven to eight hours uh, per night had the least weight gain. Uh, and mm. uh, they also had the least increase in in their waist circumference as well. Mm. However, very interestingly, those who slept five to six hours and those who slept nine to ten hours, they had about the similar amount of increase in their weight as well as their waist circumference. Mm. So it's your uh, it's your U-shaped curve, yes. Where too little is not good, and too much seems to be not the greatest either. So in this particular study, they said seven to eight hours seems to be, again, the uh, the ideal. Whereas six and less hours and also nine to 10 hours seems to be uh, not, uh, not the greatest. Yeah, I'm looking at the graphs here in that study and the bars for the short sleep, five to six, and the bar for the long sleepers, nine to 10, are almost identical. That's correct, so there was not much difference. We have some data here that suggests there might be an association between poor sleep and Waking, so what what could be the reason for that? What's like the physiological underpinning of that link, potential link? Yeah, this is fascinating. So for our listeners, um, it all comes down to hormones uh, and how sleep affects those hormones. Well, when it comes to weight management, there are two hormones that we need to discuss. Uh, One is leptin, and one is ghrelin. Now, ghrelin they both affect your appetite ghrelin is released by your stomach and it increases your appetite whereas leptin uh, is released by your fat cells actually Mm. and it decreases your appetite and it seems like sleep affects these hormones there was a very fascinating study where they compared those who slept 10 plus hours and those who slept less than four hours so they got a bunch of people who slept for 10 hours then a bunch of other people they slept for four hours and they they looked at the levels of leptin and the level levels of ghrelin now those who slept 10 hours they had higher levels of leptin which is good and they had lower levels of ghrelin which is good for weight management again leptin increases sorry leptin lowers hunger appetite and ghrelin uh, increases appetite However, uh, those who slept for four hours and less, they had 18% lower levels of leptin. And they had uh, 28% higher levels of ghrelin. Uh, So again, so you can see here how the hunger hormones are being affected by the level of sleep that you're getting. Uh, More sleep seems to have uh, higher levels of the hunger that the hormone that lowers your appetite and lower levels of the hormone that increases appetite. Whereas it's the exact opposite for those who are having uh, four hours or less sleep. Yeah, so that's really fascinating because I think you know many of us we know that sleep is really important for things like memory, you know, just resting in general. But here we seeing we see that uh, scientists showing that sleep also affects your your hunger hormones. That's correct, yes, uh, and but it's interesting here though, that in this study it says that uh those that for ten plus hours they had higher levels of leptin, which would suggest your uh hunger would go down, but we just talked uh, brief previously about the u shaped curve where nine to ten more hours seems to be at least be associated with uh a higher weight gain, yes, and you know um the science in this area is still growing, there needs to be more research done, yeah. And, but I think the lesson that we can learn here is that sleep deprivation is not good. Four hours or less of sleep, right? And that getting adequate amounts of sleep seems to help better regulate those uh, hunger hormones. So did the uh, change in the hormones affect, actually affect hunger? Yes, that's a great question. And the answer is yes. They actually uh, they asked uh, these, the uh, participants about their levels of ratings of hunger itself. So mm-hmm. not just the... Hormones, but they asked like, are you, are you hungry, yeah, right? And, right? And how about your appetite? And they found that the, um, the hormonal picture matched the um, the appetite and the hunger rating. So for instance, those who were sleeping for four hours, they had 24% higher hunger ratings mm-hmm. and also 23% higher ratings of appetite. And what they found was that those who had sleep deprivation they craved more sweets, salty foods like cake, candy, cookies, ice cream, chips. And they actually consume more carbs as well. They had more cravings for carbs. So the, the very foods that tend to be associated with weight gain was the things that they were craving more. Mm. That's really interesting. So is there, so you know, these are snacks. So is there uh, any studies that show a link between sleeping and maybe like snacking? Yes, there does seem to be uh, an association with snacking and uh, decreased sleep. So in one study, they looked, uh, they looked at people who slept for 5.5 hours as compared to those who slept for 8.5 hours. And it seems that those were getting about 5.5 hours of sleep, they were snacking more, particularly on high-carb foods. And interestingly, they were snacking between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., so this is late at night, mm. which is uh, definitely not the time you want to be eating, much less snacking. So, and, then, and they were consuming more calories from snacks as well. So there does seem to be an association between uh, what we would call sleep deprivation, or in, uh, insufficient sleep, and behaviors like snacking. So it seems that when you sleep less or don't get enough sleep, you sort of maybe get hungry during the late parts of the day that causes you to eat more uh potentially that might be linked with uh with weight gain yes that seems to be the case Mm -hmm. yes and it's really bad because they're eating at the time that you really do not need to be eating right and in fact uh they were eating 200 plus more calories from snacks compared to those who who were having adequate sleep and you know 200 calories over time does build up does the uh the time when we sleep matter when it comes to weight and appetite. You know um, it, it seems like there's some data to suggest that the answer is, is yes. There was one very, very interesting study where they compared people who were sleeping at least by 12 o'clock and those who are sleeping around 3 am. So these are very these, these are night owls who are sleeping very late. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're staying up to the wee hours of the, of the morning. And they looked at um, cravings and what they're eating and so forth. And the studies were very, the results were very, very interesting. Those who were sleeping very late at 3 a.m., they, they consumed more meals per week of fast food. Hmm. They ate less fruits and vegetables. They consumed more uh, sugar and, and sodas. Uh, they were drinking more caffeinated drinks, which is probably not very surprising. They're probably really tired. They consumed more calories at dinner time mm-hmm. compared to those who were sleeping earlier. And they were consuming more calories after 8 p.m. compared to those who were uh, sleeping before 12. In fact, um, significantly more calories after 8 p.m., which is the time that your body wants to rest, not digest, right? So yes, it does seem like there is some evidence to to suggest that the time that you sleep does seem to affect uh, appetite and what you seem to your eating patterns, which then would uh, affect your weight as well. Yeah, this I find this study really fascinating because fast food, soda drinks, caffeinated drinks—these are high-calorie foods that could very well be linked with uh, you know increased weight gain. That's right, yes. So when would be the best time to sleep to, to regulate your hunger or your appetite? Yes, um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I want to quote, in, to answer that question, I want to quote from a study done by um, some researchers in this area of sleep and weight. They say here, and I'm quoting now, a multitude of organisms ranging from single cellular organisms, plants, and flies to humans. Have developed an endogenous timing system that optimally synchro- synchronizes physiology and behavior, for example, rest and activity cycles, with the solar day. Mm. So basically, what that means is, it seems like the best time to sleep is with, uh, with the the day-night, the light and day cycle, right? So when the sun goes down, that's Pretty much the best time to go to bed our body seems to seems to be um regulated to uh, work with uh, the rising of the sun and the going down of the sun so when it gets dark that's the time to go to bed when the sun comes up that's about that's the best time to wake up mm. right and but of course in our day today uh we have uh, electricity and all that uh, which which allows us to stay up even though the sun is down and uh, that could be great for getting more stuff done but in terms of uh, regulation of our bodies our hormones and so forth it doesn't seem like that is really the best so it's hard to pinpoint like nine o'clock or eight o'clock or ten o'clock it doesn't seem like it's, it's hard to derive that specific time as the best time to go to bed but it seems like uh, when it is dark, that is the best time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. When it is light, when the sun does come up, that's the best time. Because you have regulatory systems in your brain, right, that seems to um, uh, work with the, that timing. Yeah, I think this is a really important message because as you were saying, many of us, we sleep late. And it's so easy to sleep late. And not only because of electricity, of course, but just the the work pressures, I think. Um, you know, checking emails late at night. Um, try to get that you know last email sent before you uh, head off to sleep or just even entertainment you know watching netflix youtube late into the night um, socializing on social media late into the night and you know you know we might i think we all know that you know if we do that in the morning we're not going to feel as great but science is starting to show that this might actually be affecting our risk for weight gain yes that's correct yeah, and uh, it's, it's really interesting, you know, the, um, the growing amount of research in this area um, and, you know, even the Obesity Canada, which we're members of, suggests that uh, sleep is re- an important part of weight management as well. So the research is definitely growing, it's strong, and, uh, you know, uh, healthy weight is not just about what you eat and what you exercise, but also about your sleep, which affects what you eat and how, how you feel that day that's right and you know would I say that sleep itself will make you obese Uh, from this data probably not however can it contribute seems like the growing evidence is suggests that it could Mm -hmm. and especially in our society where just the rates of excess weight obesity is uh, is going up we just need to do everything we can to stay healthy to lower our risk of, of of excess weight gain and mm-hmm. sleep is definitely one of them and you know sleep is not just great for uh weight management for regulating our hunger hormones it's great for many other things as well so this is an important message on various different levels not just weight gain mm-hmm. so you know to be honest in modern life it's very hard to sleep early so let's get practical so what are some tips to help us uh modern people uh, who are always on 24 7 how can we get some good sleep? Yeah, well, um, I think some very uh, very simple pointers are sleep before 12 Okay, uh, probably 9 10 ish 11 ish probably better uh, So sleep before 12 um, That's probably could be good practice good hygiene sleep hygiene. So no uh, No, no lights like from e- electronics before bedtime that really just makes you wired and st- uh, makes you stay awake so an hour before your bedtime uh, get away from the electronics and uh, just um, go to bed and keep the place dark keep the place keep the room cool so that seems to promote better sleep as well and also if people are finding that they're having a hard time sleeping so you're kind of rolling around in bed for 40 minutes uh, to an hour instead of doing that what we recommend is get up after 15 minutes of not being able to fall asleep and then you go out of the room and you do something relaxing until you start to get a little bit dozy mm. then you then you go back into your room if we're rolling around in a bed awake your mind will start associating your bed and your room with waking up with staying awake you don't want to do that so you you if you can't fall asleep you leave the room do something relaxed and then you come back. They also recommend that you use your room only for sleep and sex, so that your mind can associate your room with sleeping, and so that it will be easy to fall asleep. Mm. And you know, uh, another very important thing is just to make sure that you do make it a priority. Mm. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people, we don't see sleep as a priority. Uh, if we're really used to sleeping late, then start to just slowly push back or push forward the sleeping time but yeah those are some simple tips to help people uh, try to uh, fall asleep i think also maybe creating a schedule for yourself like planning the day so that you don't have you don't feel overwhelmed or have all these things come up after you know after work f- for instance then you have all oh, as you try to get all these things done you you find out it's like 10 o'clock it's right, like, right, It's already late. So I think maybe planning your day is also really important as well. So you know exactly when you wake up, you know, you eat your breakfast, send your kids to school, go to work, whatever. You come back and you know what's happening in the evening so that, you know, you can plan your day so you fall asleep or go to bed at least by, like, you know, 9 or 10. That's right. Yes. And also realizing that, you know, there is tomorrow. So you might have a lot of work and things to do, but there's always the next day, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for in most cases that we can always push back and just uh, leave stuff for the next day. But you do need your sleep, and I want to encourage everyone to take it very seriously. Yeah. There is tomorrow in terms of, you know, if if it doesn't work out today in terms of try to get to sleep earlier, you know, you could try again tomorrow. Right? Never give up. That's right, yes. yes. Also, you know, I want to add one more thing. Um, you know, sometimes when, when we wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, we feel very groggy, right? But other times when you wake up, you feel very sharp and you're able to just kind of just get out of bed. And one of the reasons for that is because it might be because we're waking up in the middle of a sleep cycle. Yeah, your, your sleep goes through cycles. And when we make wake up in the middle of that cycle, we're usually very groggy. And we have a hard time getting out of bed. So, you know, there's an uh, easy way to kind of calculate uh, when you should fall asleep depending on when you want to wake up. And uh, a great resource for that is a website called sleepcalculator.com. So that's sleepcalculator.com And basically you could punch in The hour that you want to wake up And then starts calculating you for the t- the, Calculating the times That you should fall asleep In order for you to wake up Not in the middle of a cycle But at the end of a cycle hmm. So I think that I found out that to be A great resource as well Yeah. So sleepcalculator.com So we include a link to that On the podcast page So you can check it out yourself as well So this is really uh, important In lifestyle medicine Because sleep is one of the core areas of lifestyle medicine so dr cho thank you so much for taking us through that. So that's it for uh, this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine, you can visit us on our website, www.pathwaystowholeness.ca. You can also learn more about our clinics. We have two clinics in Toronto, the North York Lifestyle Medicine Clinic and Junction Lifestyle Medicine Clinic. And you can learn more about those on our website, pathwaystowholeness.ca slash clinic. And again, if you have friends or family who you think could benefit from the simple yet powerful principles of Lifestyle Medicine, please we encourage you to share this podcast with them as well so again thank you for tuning in you've been listening to the Lifestyles medicine podcast we hope you'll join us next time